How's your volume? I keep asking everybody about their volume. Are you all good with the volume? All good on my end. Yeah, that's fine. We're all good. We are all good. Right, so you're standing in for uh, Mr. Fenna, who's off on a stag. Uh, when's he going? He must have left by now. Where's he off to? Czechoslovakia somewhere? I think so. I believe he's on Youngie Stag, which is decimating our numbers. Yeah, so <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I will come to that because it's not only those three. Shaka, Shaka Hislop's not playing. Fenna's not playing. And Youngie's not playing. I'll take you back, okay? Let me take you back to the last game of the season. And I will read out the card. It reads this. Hislop, not playing. Strachan, not playing. Braithwaite, left the club. Carlisle, left the club. Spensley, dropped. Fenna, not playing. So there we go. So that's your top six, <laughs> completely decimated from the... Admittedly, we only scored 53. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if that was going to come up. <laughs> but, but, but having said that, of that 53, probably 40 of those came from the top six. So my concern, and, I, and I, I was thinking about a scenario here. Do I start this interview with worst case scenario, best case scenario, it'll probably somewhere in the middle. But then I looked at the worst case scenario and I felt to start us off with the worst case scenario is probably not the best way to start the interview. <laughs> so on the basis that I so on the basis that I'm going for that top six of all the teams, and I've spoken to five out of the six out of the ten skippers, I think West has had the most people that have sort of left or no longer playing or have been dropped. There's an incredible amount of movement, which is quite unusual for West, I have to say. Yeah, I suppose you can say there is compared to that last game. But when you go back to previous games, a lot of it's it's kind of a peculiar one in that we're obviously missing Shaka and Fena, who will come straight back in next week. That's Absolutely. Um, but in terms of the previous games, that top six is still relatively similar to what we have now. Pagey is is in for Saturday, who was playing all the previous games. Uh, John Oliver obviously was injured for the last game of the season, so he'll be back in uh, on Saturday. So that's what four four of your top six already from last season coming straight <clears> back in. Uh, I know what you mean with with Jordan and David having left the club, but both moved for new jobs effectively. So it's not like lost them to competitors or anything. <laughs> Spoken like a true politician. <laughs> <laughs> Prepared that answer. I knew it was coming, Diego. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. So, again, you're looking at... So, where I see or where I want to see improvement, okay, is Fenner had a super season with the bat. Mm -hmm. But I think if you look at his return as far as bowling is concerned, he only ended up taking 19 wickets. He wasn't anywhere in the averages. So I think he will have to try and make sure that he keeps hold of a majority of those runs because 374 he was top run getter at West last season. The team are certainly I think going to need him, maybe not to the extent that they had the amount of runs from last season and we'll talk about who we've brought in. but I think he needs to get more out of his bowling, I have to say, which is 
I think for all the seasons he's been at West, his bowling has been the absolute standout. And I think it may well be that his standard slightly dropped last season. So I would like to see him coming back through. And I'd also like to see Johnny Oliver stop getting bloody 20s and get <laughs> 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. He is too good a player to scratch about getting 20s and have 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 got 12 digs and only one fifty to 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 uh, to show for that. That that's just not good enough. Yeah, uh, well, a couple of points there. I think Fenner, by his own admission, didn't have the best season with the ball last year. He obviously taking on a lot and was learning on the job as a captain. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think he'll come back come back stronger this year. He's obviously he, he started well with the ball in the in the two preseason friendlies. Seems back to being landed on the spot, um, and it's, it's obviously been netting all through the winter. Etc. And getting down and landing the ball there, so he seems he seems comfortable in that, and I think he'll only grow with the kind of the, the experience of the captaincy. Is I think on Fenna with with the bat last year, he was he was exceptional. He was clearly our best batsman, um, and I think the captaincy actually helped him on that front. I agree with that. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that will continue. Um, There's a few games that he won off his own bat completely, uh, both with the bat and ball and in the field at times as well. So. If you can do that a couple of times for us again, it'll be good. And, and hand on heart, there won't be too many other batters who could say that in that team. No, absolutely. I think you could look at Youngie, uh, did it a couple of times, um, and Pagey, and those were the only two who really who, who stood up. Uh, I think we admitted that as a batting unit as well. Jolly yeah. himself uh, came to me at the end of the season and went, look, this is one of the worst seasons I've had. Um, and to still score, what, 300 runs when you're scratching yeah. around the 20s is, is good but he's he's worked incredibly hard over the winter um, and I mean that in netting twice twice a week uh, once with, with uni once with the club as well as getting extra sessions in when he can so uh, he's upped his intent is what he's saying so he's trying to score quicker and score and stop with these these ones and twos and start getting that twos into fours etc um, which will hopefully bump that 20 into, into a 40 and bump that 30 into a 50 or 60 very quickly. Because if he doesn't do that, he was under absolutely no pressure last season. I presume he will be given the, the nod at first drop. And uh, if he doesn't start converting those 20s into 50s, then the Colgan brothers are going to be there snapping at his heels. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, yeah, they, they, they've got every right to be snapping at his heels as well. He's a very talented player. And I think everyone at West wants him to, to crack on and to, to kind of realise his talent in a big way. So I think it is, it's a big season for him. He's still, still young, 22, 23, really. So it's, it's not like we're, we're dealing with someone who knows his game inside out. He's still learning on the job. But the more, he's just going to get better. Um, and he's just going to realise his talent. Hopefully this year, or hopefully over the course of this year, we can... We can back him and keep him going at that first drop or in at four or potentially opening at times. Um, he's said he's willing to bat wherever. Uh, and I think that kind of attitude really, really does well for him. So let's touch on opening. You you seem to be playing um, with the, the bold mills at the top of the order. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to go out and, and try and have a whack against Clydesdale on Saturday. Are, are you able to uh, show us some of your hand? Uh, I mean... Jesse's Jesse, isn't he? Um, he he's got an incredible hand hand-eye coordination and incredible bat speeds. Uh, and not much up top. 
well. He's not played when, much he, when he bats anyway. From what I've seen, <laughs> when he he's not he's not played that much first team cricket. When you get right down to it, just because of his listen, uh, don't talk first team. You play cricket and you play cricket <laughs> and you need to use your nose whether you're playing first team, second team, or third team. And it, it infuriates well, me. I tell you what, it infuriated me on Saturday. I watched Summit on the Frog Box. He blasts forty nine, and then I'm thinking, well, that's it. He's got a fifty, and I'm thinking, oh Jesus. What been Jesse, for Christ's sake. Uh, I mean, I'll pull you back to the previous week. Um, and then he got what 40 again off no time. And then he got out trying to pat one and came off. And I think Davo said to him, What are you doing? Why have you why have you not just hit that? And he's gone, Oh, well, we lost a wicket. And that's a case of he's tried to change his game because he's lost a wicket and he's got out doing it. And so the next week we said, Look, no consequences, pre-season, just play your game. Yeah, he's come up and blasted forty nine, and so he's not played that much cricket to actually know when when to go, <laughs> when to not go. And if you can still make forty nine off thirty balls doing that, then you're an asset. <laughs> yeah, but he's only going to get better again um, as he learns more. Yeah, fair point. Um, fair point. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, best case scenario, you could end up once Youngie gets married and comes back, assuming that he will come back, you could end up with a top seven of. Young, Hislop, Oliver, the two Colgans, Page and Fenner. So that's a best case scenario, really. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is that Youngie doesn't come back. Hislop knackers, he's back. Johnny Oliver can't get past 20. The Colgans <coughs> can't play because they've come over from Australia. I don't think that's going to happen, but they've come over from Australia, can't play on the soft decks. Fenner has a poor season. Um, and then you're left with Pagey holding up the fort. Well, that you're telling me if everyone can't get off, can't get past ten, we're in trouble. Which I think it's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when you look at that top seven that you outlined at the start, that's that's pretty strong. I think any team would be happy to have it in the league. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we'll we'll be pushing to get to get those guys out. They all they're all are young, obviously, uh, kind of keen to be involved. I mean, down to pre-season, I've been playing pre-season, um, and so. They're they're around the club and they're all guys who are feel, feeling good about the season. I can tell there's a lot of excitement already. And there's guys, both both Shaka and Fenner, are kind of gutting to be missing, gutted to be missing the first week. So I'm wondering if, as with a lot of things, momentum is absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think with a new bunch of guys who've come in, you've got the Colgans, you've maybe got a new opening batting um, pair for the first couple of weeks anyway. I think the start of the season is going to be absolutely vital in the first three, four games. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you can pull off, I don't know, three out of four, what, who, Clydesdale, obviously, a, a tough one to start with. Who are you playing after that? Uh, I think we're Presswick away um, from memory. So not, not an easy place to go to um, by any stretch. Well, uh, Fra- Fra- I was talking to Fraser McDonald there, and you've probably listened to him. And, um, you know, for, for a man who appears to have lost 120 overs and a batsman at Cole, who was their top scorer, he, he seemed to be quite bullish. I, I couldn't quite understand why he was as bullish as that when he, he claimed that he could go top four, top five. I, I'm not convinced by that unless he's got some magic dust somewhere um, that he can sprinkle over his team. Uh, so I think Prestwick are eminently beatable. Who have you got three and four? 
I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think we've looked that far ahead. Uh, potentially air is, in, is somewhere in that lot in three okay. and four, I think. Get them early on in the season, um, which which is exciting. We've obviously, seen they've brought in quite a few players, and I think we spoke about it last week. There'll be a good good challenge to play against there. Uh, I think guys are excited about it, or excited to see the standard standard WC uh, in the in the Western Prem kind of go up. Yes, and and really, you you're only interested in what Mike Miller does <laughs> <laughs> to make sure he gets as little as possible. Uh, there's no hard feelings there, and especially not to me and Mikey. Uh, good mate of mine, really. <laughs> so, yeah, got to see him go, really. Um, but yeah, he'll be he'll be looking forward to coming back to Hamilton Crescent, certainly. So hoping oh, he gets absolutely. <laughs> Talking of Hamilton Crescent, the wicket uh, was, I guess, struggling when when I spoke to you. The the talk and and I think with Greg, the talk was it's sort of four, five, six weeks behind. Where are we at at the moment with regards to the deck? Uh, better is is what I'll say. Uh, so we've, got, we've got the new groundsman in, so Andy Andy Carswell, um, Carswell, uh, who has done a fantastic job. We, we have to say uh, the square and everything he's brought brought one kind of back to life. Whereas yeah, when I spoke to you about three or four weeks ago, it was it was not looking good at all. Um, so it was looking like our uh, strip was getting cut properly on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, wicket looks green um, for the moment like it's healthy and so he, he thinks the square has a lot of potential I think we're still probably behind where we where we should have been um, yep. but he's worked wonders in kind of the four weeks or three or four weeks he's been working on it So the reason why I think that I'm quite positive about the ground is that he is the first groundsman who and I, I use these words carefully who knows what he's doing. And, and what I mean by that is that he's not told what to do. He will mm-hmm. be telling us what to do because Absolutely. he knows he is a trained groundsman. Um, and there's been a number of years since we haven't had that. And I always think that if you don't have somebody who is sort of trained at doing that, then he's maybe going to be less proactive because he's waiting to be told that he needs to do this, that, and the next thing. And then that leads into taking a pride in your job and a pride in the, in the, in the place. Whereas if, if you're going in there and you're the main man and you're telling us in essence, what to do and what is needed, then I think there's going to be more of a pride taken in his job. And I'm hoping that the place really starts to, to look a lot better than it has done because it, it is beginning to, 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 to look on the shabby side, if I could say that. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely fair with, with the issues we've got with the clubhouse as well, kind of compounds it all. Um, yeah. unfortunately um, but no absolutely uh, and I think having someone who knows what what it needs as well as much as as much as knows what he wants it knows what the ground he knows what the ground needs and knows yeah. what the club needs so I, I've heard that he's already been talking to the board talking to people about the investment and where it needs to be done uh, which is really positive um, and kind of will hopefully get the ground well I at the height of summer, it's always a, a bit of a picture anyway when you look down down away from the clubhouse. We'll hopefully get yeah, it. Yeah, but and I, again, people say that, and and yes, it looks an absolute picture perfect. But you look at that outfield, and and it's it's poor. Um, you know, yeah. he, he he will get the right equipment. He will put the right stuff into the grass so that it it starts to look like a decent outfield. I mean, it it just 
doesn't run properly. You know, even in the height of the summer and they got the blades down, I don't know what it is, whether it's the type of grass um, that's been grown over the years, but certainly back to when I was you know, sort of playing start of the, the start of the, 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 the noughties or the twenties or whatever they called them. I mean, it, it was quite literally like glass, you know, you got to June and July and you smacked the ball and you knew it would run down the hill and that was it. But now you, yeah. you smack the ball down the hill and, and you've got to try and run for. Yeah. And I think it was, it's, it's noticeable. There's still a few issues on that certainly. Um, I, and it's looking better again than two weeks ago, but this yes. it'll take time. It'll certainly uh-huh. probably take another winter uh, to get us anywhere near where we where we should be. And, and I, hopefully Andy stays around over that winter. Yes. Uh, to kind of and, get that goal. And, and I do hope that he is listened to and, you know, within reason, if he is wanting whatever he wants, listen, just give it to him. We don't have a pro, you know, surely there must be some, once we've got the bar up and running, you hope to goodness that there is some money flowing through the club and because we're running four teams, you know, we've got a bar facility there. So we don't have a pro to need to pay a pro then. So we need to start spending money on the, on the right things now. I think it will happen by all accounts. It's already happening um, in that we're getting, getting new machines in, getting machines repaired, um, at least for cut squares, what I've heard of the course of the week. Um, so I think one of them quickly broke down straight after, her. <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll hopefully get back onto it uh, soon enough. Um, but yeah, it it's the outfield itself is going to take another another year to really yeah yeah. Oh well, I I not taken away from what Robbie did last year. Uh, he certainly did did well on the outfield and at times. It was looking really nice, but it it really needs someone kind of rolling it in the in the in the winter and keeping track of the grass etc. At that point, yeah, yeah. Year to where where some of the better grounds are in the country. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about the Aussies. Um, they arrived, what, about a fortnight ago? What's yeah. your take on them? The good players. Well, I, Joe is certainly a good player. Tom, unfortunately, I think four overs in, slip catch off Gav Smith, hit him right in the knuckle. Uh, and that was his knuckle that skated. Uh, so he, he kind of out of the game. Yeah, <laughs> balls are hard as well. Um, so it, he was out of the game, and Tom Tom's the older one. Uh, Joe Joe is a young young kid essentially. He's only seventeen, uh, and for him to go out and, and play the way he did on that Saturday against Falkland, who uh, are no mugs, decent mm-hmm. prem, decent bowling attack, uh, that was really encouraging, um, and a really really talented knock from from a young player. Uh, and he got eighty odd, did he? He got 50, 50 not on the first day, uh, and then eighty on the second day, so one hundred. Gotcha. 130 off about I think 80 rocks in total. So and is he a is he a lefty? They're both lefties. Oh, I don't think that be, yeah, how, could, no, how, how can we fail? It's the easiest game as a left-hander. You cannot fail. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Uh, we've got to hope hope they do good things. Uh, Joe looks a really really good player for uh, for a young kid, and we've not seen that much of Tom yet. But if he's if he's half as good as as Joe is, I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine. They both come come from winning second grade in, in Sydney. So that's a very high standard of cricket. Yeah. One of them, don't know which, scored a 50 in the in the final, is what I've been told. And to be doing that, to be batting, I think, top three for Tom and then five or six for Joe uh, at, at their ages in Sydney Prem uh, or in Sydney second grade uh, is a really good talent. Um, and Tom as well has played Prem cricket on and off for the last couple of years. So certainly has experience with very, very high level cricket. 
Well, hopefully, <clears throat> from what you're saying uh, and the rave reviews that you're giving them, that, that they must be shoe-ins for 300-plus in the season, as, as long as they, as long as, I guess, as long as we have a half-decent season and, and the decks are half-decent. I think, yeah, that's, that's what they'd be hoping. That's what they've come over saying. But again, they're both, both young, um, so we don't want to put too much pressure on them. They're both talented. They're both young, good young players. Uh, but it'll take them a while to probably get used to these the Scottish decks, especially in, in May and June when it gets a bit wetter. So, yeah, I think they're both very, very talented and they've both got the ability to get around that, especially getting square, pack, uh, square practice in at West. Um, but we don't want to put too much pressure on them. There's other boys in, in the team, as we've spoken about, Pagey, Jolly, Fenner, who have got histories of scoring 300 runs. Um, and we hope that if we get everyone scoring that 200, 300, you're in for a decent season. Yeah, for sure. Aussie boys scoring 500 each, which I think would be beyond expectations. Okay, so listen, um, I I, I think we've certainly dealt with the batting side of things. Let's go on to the bowling. Um, Gav Smith back again, 118 overs last season, 29 wickets at at just a, a shade above three. Impressive. How's he looking? Ah, you know, Gav, stiff. <laughs> uh, he's, he's stiff. He's not. <laughs> Is he looking fit? He's looking fit. He's not. He, he says himself he's not quite as fit as he wants to be, but he was bowling for probably an hour or so on Tuesday to get himself coming coming up and down the hill and looked fine getting it through a decent pace. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we hope that Gav will be, be completely fired up and ready to go come Saturday morning. And um, he certainly got through his nine with, with not too many issues last week, which was good. Okay, good stuff. Um, yeah, that this is what his second or third year now in full time employment. Yeah, potentially longer than that, even now. Yeah. Um, potentially four or five. I think he was working back in Edinburgh for for at least three years. So and I think he's back through here now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's back through here. He lives lives in Central. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, and and Graham's picked on on Saturday, which is is good. I wonder. Um, this is sort of, I guess, whilst he's been around the traps for years and years and years, this is probably going to be his second full season. So uh, he did well last season, eighty five overs, picked up eighteen, uh, went at a, a shade under four and over. Difficult. He's always got that difficult period when he's having to come on first or second change where batters are potentially ready to start smacking. Um, And I just hope from his point of view that he doesn't have this sort of second season blues uh, and people start to work out, you know, his knuckleball and this ball and that ball. Um, the, The benefit is that clearly he doesn't know what he's bowling. So if he doesn't know what he's bowling, then the batsman certainly won't be able to pick it. I think that's a bit unfair, Johnny. <laughs> He's, no, he came in last year about halfway through the season or, or just in the first half of the season and, and he was very consistent. That's it. You can bowl a few, uh, you can you can bowl to his fields. Yeah. Um, and at, at this level, if you're accurate and you can set a field, you do a job. Uh, and as well with his booming in swingers, his, his leg cutters and his knuckleballs, etc. He, he knows his variations. He knows where they go. He's not trying to bowl express pace. He's not trying to no. do anything different. Um, and that really helps him. Have you, as a bowling unit, spoken about the pink ball and, and the difficulties that potentially that's going to have with regards to a lack of shine on the ball, potentially not as much movement? What, what's the, the chat been in the clubhouse about that? 
The chance being, we, we don't know, I think. Uh, when you get right down to it, the, in the pre-season games, the ball was was fine. Um, yeah. It was actually moving around right through the innings, uh, okay. as long as you, you, you did it well. Um, and I think if we look after the ball, yes. we can just treat it as, as a, well, as we would uh, last year in some of the T20s. You bowl your, you try and get swing out of it for the first 10, um, and then you, you look after it afterwards with your spinners and, and Graham. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good change, is what I'd say. And you yourself, uh, 81 overs, 23 wickets. Talk to me about that. Were you happy with that? Uh, what kind of uh, season do you feel you had? Uh, not my best. Not my best. There was a few few games I didn't quite bowl, bowl as I wanted to. Uh, but I was yeah, for, first season kind of coming over here and in, into the West. And batsmen play a bit different with the... The kind of slower decks than you get in the east. They don't play don't play as many proper cricket shots. So you've got to think about different ways to, to bowl to someone who's gonna whack you over Cal Corner at all ends. Um so yeah, it's, it's I think that and the point of I've coming off a bit of an injury, uh, having torn my ACL and MCL the previous year. So I'm feeling a lot fitter now and and been bowling a lot over the winter, so feeling good good about this year. Hopefully a little bit of improvement on what, what that was last year. And and no issues with the injuries you're you're Fully fit? No, fully fit now. Um, yeah, it's been a year and a half since my surgery now, so kind of really getting there. Okay. Good stuff, yeah. good stuff. And the, the, the guys are, I mean, I, I have to say was slightly concerned uh, midwinter <laughs> when, you know, Braithwaite was going, Miller was going, Jordan Carlisle was going, uh, and I'm thinking who are these guys going to get replaced by? So I'm pleasantly surprised, pleased that we've picked up two Aussies, um, mm-hmm. batters. Uh, so that gives me some some positivity about it. Um, and as I say, just doing my look at what potentially you could end up with as far as seven class batsmen, you know, if they come off, mm-hmm then it's maybe not all as much doom and gloom as I was thinking six weeks ago. Yeah, I think I heard your, your first podcast where you were a little bit worried about West, and I was thinking, ah, we're not in, we're not in that. Well, listen, team. I'm not the, I to, listen, I'm not the only one. Breebs was talking about the elephant in the corner, and, and I tried to <laughs> persuade him not to talk about West, but you managed to shoehorn it in at the end. Um, but... You know, I, I, I think I think we'll admit that we didn't quite play to potential at the end of last year. We fell off. Um, we weren't we weren't winning the close games in any way. And we've spoken about that a lot over the winter as as to how we get over the line. Um, and I think it's it's really positive that we've chased down two scores in preseason because that was a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a bugbear for us. We weren't chasing down the scores we should have been. So that's mm-hmm. an early box ticked. Got two guys in who obviously know know how to win, having won a comp in Australia. Um, yeah. And I think that's really given us a good a good feeling going into the summer. Everyone seems to be excited and, and ready to go. Which I think by the end of last season, when we'd struggled, to, we'd lost those tight games. Everyone was a bit wary, mm-hmm. uh, a bit just yeah down. So I can see, yeah, it, it was a loss. Obviously, losing a player like like, like DB's class. Um, Jordan as well and Mikey are both both really good players so they're losses but we've picked up a few the two Aussies are coming on as well and boys have worked really hard over the over the winter so I think we're we're in a relatively strong state 
And and who can you see from the twos other than the old lags? Who can you see from the twos coming through sort of juniors? Anybody that we can keep a lookout for? Oh yeah, certainly. Um Aribu Mead. Uh so he's he's young, he's 17, um, tall off. He cousin cousin of Andrew Mead. Um Okay. He, yeah, he's he's been playing he played most of the twos last year uh and, and did quite well. Um and he's really worked really hard with the performance group over the winter. Uh, and I think he, it's only a matter of time. He rips it. He played against, I think he played with me in the twos against Clydesdale and absolutely got some great revs on the ball. Was a was a yeah. bit, I mean, all you wanted to do at that age was just to get the thing, you know, it didn't matter really where it was pitching. You know, you can teach that. Uh, yeah. You know yourself as a, as a leggy, you just, there's no point in coming on and you're just bowling something that's just vaguely going off the centre. You want to really give it an absolute rip. Yeah, exactly. And he really does that. And he's he's grown even more over the winter, uh, as well as just bowling overs with, with Western Warriors under 17s or under 18s, whatever he's in now. So he's, okay. he's, really, he's, he's really put on a bit of variation, a bit of pace, um, and still get, gives it that rip. So he's been bowling really nicely in the... Uh, in the nets, um, and he got what three for last week in, in the first warm up. So he's he's in the twos for the first first week. We'll we'll see how he goes. Yeah, uh, he's he's worked really hard, and I'm I'm tipping him certainly to to make his debut at some point this year, uh, whether that's midweek or on the Saturday. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And then there's a few other juniors who are promising. We've got Tom Lord, who's in the in the Western Warriors setup as well. Uh, he's what 15 still. Yeah. Um, He's been training with the, the older guys this year. And then a few, uh, we've got a big group between 12 and 14 who are all kind of looking promising. So that's that's good signs going forward, I think. Yeah, there's one of the kids I've got at the school, a fella called Mark Wilson, who's Ross Wilson's brother. He's filled yeah. out. Um, in fact, he's filled out so much that he played a game against, so obviously I, I coach him at the school, and uh, but he left the school to go to St. Columbus. And so we hadn't seen him for a year. Anyway, he rocks up for the twos against, I don't know who it was, Ayer. Mm. And I didn't recognize him. And I had to go and introduce myself. And he said, I'm Mark Wilson. It was most, it was one of the most embarrassing things. <laughs> so anyway, he's grown. And I tell mm. you what, he can, he can push it through a fair rate of knots and, um, we played against uh, Hutchison's at the weekend and he batted very sensibly. And, and I think, you know, with a bit of work, he could be, he could be right up there. And I, I would be hoping that he would be looking at the twos uh, at some stage during the, during the summer. But again, it's very much dependent upon how much these kids want it. Absolutely. Well, Mark, Mark's a good one for, for getting down to train and he's down there every Friday with the, the under 16s. And he hits the ball long when he wants to as well. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, long weavers and, a, and a, a big young kid. Um, so he's he's down there training, and I think he's another one. It's only only kind of a matter of time till you get him involved with more of the senior stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's Chris. Chris has been really good about pushing the juniors and trying to get them involved in the senior stuff and trying to get them involved with performance training. I think we're seeing the benefits quite quickly with Arib. Uh, and I think it'll, we'll try and extend it down and really, really push these younger guys, the Toms, the Marks, the, the even Avanish, who's, who's 13, is making his threes debut on, on Saturday, which is exciting. We've, we've got to do that. We've got to do that because, you know, 
this is the first year, I guess, that we haven't been able to pluck three from Glasgow Uni and, and, and a, a, a doctor and, and whoever they're there, and, you know. So every year we've been tended to be just purely lucky. And, it's, and I think it just has been purely out of luck that two or three have rocked up over winter nets. And this is the first season where I don't think that's really happened. So it really does demonstrate that there has to be a focus on, on getting the kids through. Yeah, yeah. I will say we've still got a couple. So I think we kind of, so Ross Armour has come and joined from playing at Pollock for a few years. Um, so he'll be he'll be there and thereabouts for the, the ones and twos. Yeah, um, so he's the keeper then. He's the twos keeper. Uh, yeah, he's not kept for a few years, but he'll be he's keeping on Saturday. So he kind of he, he looked good in the nets on, on Tuesday, but obviously right. we've not seen that much of him. So he'll he'll come in and play for the twos to start off with. But uh, he certainly used to keep, is what he said. Um, and we're, right. we're short a few keepers, I think, in the club at the moment. So we'll yeah. try and nudge him back into that. You, um, you wonder who else is ba- is left at Pollock. I mean. It, yeah. Idris has left. Kez has gone to to Pollock. Adi have picked up Amram Ramzan. Um, just, yeah. it, it's it's Maybe terrible. It's a, and and it's it's a concern if you're bumbling around eight, nine, and ten in that league. What's Sweet. happened is that as soon as you get pumped and and you go down to the 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 bottom division, having been relegated. It seems that a lot of the teams, just the better players, say, "Well, listen, that's it. I'm off." Flacky's, you know, Greenock. I presume Fisher Keogh's gone somewhere. I think he's gone through to Edinburgh. I'm not sure if he's playing it at Greenock. Uh, Flacky's gone to Ayr. So it's, you know, it's it's a real concern that if you end up getting relegated, then it might be a very difficult task to get actually back up if you lose a lot of your good players. I think so, but also I think it comes down to, to building that community atmosphere at a club. And I think that's something I've really, really enjoyed in my yeah. couple of years in the West, in that people care about the club as much as they care. Well, they care about the seconds and thirds as much as they care about the ones. I, I think, uh, and, yeah, and the, and the women's team as well. I've got to be clear to say that because they do fantastic work um, yeah. and they perform, perform fantastically as well. So, yes, I, I do agree with that. I do agree that there is a, a, a great atmosphere. Um, a much better atmosphere than maybe you know 15, 20 years ago when 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 we were winning lots of things where the first didn't know who was in the seconds um, and there was a bit of sort of animosity, but there's just there's nothing like that now. I think because there's so many of the twos can play in the ones um, and there's, there's been a fair amount of movement between the two teams. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, Fenner keeps saying he's going to come on. Having captained, this, <laughs> having captained last season, I don't think I had one conversation with him. Um, so, so I think you might be just be pushed forward from week to week. I, I, I don't think that quite happens. It's, it's been a pleasure, Johnny Barn. <laughs> I, re, I pushed Fenner to try and do it, and he went, look, there's no way I do it before the weekend. And so I, as I said, I'll do it if you want to get a preview done. Yeah, uh, before Saturday, so right. <laughs> did try and push him, and then he says he's keen, but he also says he's <laughs> busy. No, he said he's, he's incredibly busy, incredibly busy. So, um, no doubt, if it if it's not you, then somebody else will get uh, pushed forward to speak. Oh, I'm sure we can get Chris on the call on the call very easily. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All righty. Well, listen, I don't think there's going to be too much cricket. I, I don't think there'll be too many games that go to a finish. Looking at the weather forecast, mm-hmm. it's looking a little bit dicey, but let's hope we get a start and uh, 
yeah, let's hope we get some uh, some finishes and, and hopefully we're right. speaking to somebody from the club uh, on Monday or Tuesday, which will mean that we've got 20 points, 25 points in the bag. That'd be brilliant. Good man. All righty. Take care. Have a good weekend. Speak to you soon. Cheers, Cheers buddy.